This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Well, hey, friends, this is Eric, and you're listening to Courage Cast. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, and to honor our veterans, I had the privilege to sit down with a few gentlemen from two organizations. Guardian for Heroes Foundation exists to support veterans who are recovering from uh, battle, from from being on duty, and who are suffering from PTS, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And then also... I talk with some gentlemen from Beast Mode for the Brave Foundation who are doing something pretty amazing to support our veterans. And they talk about what you and I can do to support our veterans as well. And I'll talk in the next two days about this topic. So without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Guardian for Heroes and Beast Mode for the Brave. Well, I am sitting here with uh, three guys, and I'm going to forget your name one more time. Brian Famey. Brian. Fami. Fami or Famey? It's Famey. Oh, it's Famey. Got it. Got it. <laughs> you haven't learned that yet in two months? No, I haven't. Okay. I've got George Schimmel, yep. and I've got Jeff Kyle, and uh, I am honored. You guys are with uh, Beast Mode for the Brave yep. and Guardian for Heroes, um, and uh, first of all, I want to talk to you guys about... Um, uh, Guardian for Heroes uh, and how it all got started, and because I think it progressed from there, right? So, sure, right, yeah. so Jeff, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the background and your brother and, and how this all got started? So, you know, I'm sure everybody kind of, you know, knows the the name uh, Chris, but um, so when he got out of the military, when we both got out of the military, we kind of let, uh, let our bodies go to these sides, didn't work out, things like that, and it started really taking a toll on, our, on us mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so he saw that, and so he got involved and started working out real heavy again, mm-hmm. got me back in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, kind of got us both back on track. Were you guys out together at the same time, or were, was he a little bit ahead of you or behind you? Or we what? were, we would always, we well, in 03 we were deployed at the same time, uh, but after that we literally passed in the air every time mm-hmm. so either i was going and he was coming back or vice versa so right. we never got to be in country at the same spot same time mm-hmm. so um but uh so you know he saw what it did and he you know he's got a big heart you mm-hmm. know he's a big man big heart so he wanted to wanted to push that even farther so he started uh, started the foundation mm-hmm. and doing home gyms gym equipment uh personal trainers uh, gym members, memberships, things like that for mm-hmm. vets coming mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, a strong body is a strong mind. So, you know, without that, they're, you know, just weak all around. So, mm-hmm. you know, we saw how that how that really helps. And, you know, so here we are today, you know. Did he start that? Did he start that in, two, when did he start that, 2000? It was 09, 2010, okay. that time frame. And then, of course, we, we know his story with American mm-hmm. Sniper and, and, uh, and seeing that movie, you know, he obviously, he passed in 2013. Correct. And um, when, uh, obviously, what was that, what was that like for, because at that point you guys had started Guardian for Heroes, you had, you had kind of gotten it up and running, right? Right. 
It was at the time. It was actually the Heroes Project. Okay. Um, and so you know, we kind of we we went through some changes, uh, some rebranding, things like that, um, just because of the name. Because there was another foundation out there with a very similar name. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, we we went ahead and changed our name. Um, but we kind of we went dormant for a little bit to try to revamp some stuff and think about some stuff and that way people didn't think that we were just out there you know feeding off of their uh you know their sure. sympathy mm-hmm. so you know we kind of went dormant for a little bit and then came back at it strong you mm-hmm. know hit it hard as you know once things kind of died down carrying chris's vision right tell me a little bit about what that um what that means for you to be able to to do this now because you're you're really i mean i was just looking at your website and checking everything out you're really honoring him quite significantly yeah i mean it, he like i said before you know he had a big heart mm-hmm. um and you know everybody always remembers him by the 160 mm-hmm. you know well that's that didn't mean you know two flips to him mm-hmm. it was the ones that you know that he couldn't help mm-hmm. so uh you know i mean it he wanted to help everybody mm-hmm. and the way that I look at it you know yeah I've got some big shoes to fill mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard to fill them mm-hmm. completely but I'm going to do everything I can um, you know I tell everybody I'm, I'm extremely proud of what I did in the military I'm extremely proud of my service mm-hmm. but I feel like I'm serving my country more now mm-hmm. than what I did when I was in Yeah, because you know when I was in I could only impact the guys that I was with mm-hmm. but now I can you know reach to reach to everybody you know mm-hmm. and get out there to all the guys and you know the men and women that are act, you know out there banging it out every day yeah and worrying about it when they get home you know because that's the war war's easy mm-hmm. honestly war's easy it's coming home that's hard mm. so the real fight is when we get home yeah and what are you fighting at that point uh, put me in the eyes of and the mind of a uh, somebody that's that just come off of duty and been out there um, maybe one or two tours, and they're back. So what are you facing? I mean, I, we see it in American Sniper. I saw it in the movie, and it, it's, it's powerful. But tell us, describe for us what what that's like. Uh, it's hard to describe, really. Um, you have to become a completely different person when you're deployed. You know, you you are not the same person when you're gone that you are when you come home. You, know, it, you it's it's almost you know having uh, multiple personalities mm. you know because you have to put yourself in a different mindset and you know being in that mindset to you know to make sure that you come home and your brothers come home mm. you know that's that's not really acceptable behavior when you're back here in, in the civilian States. life yeah, right you know the way we <laughs> act I mean people you know most most people well people that have never been there they 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 couldn't fathom you know, how we have to change. What do you have to do? What do you have to do when you're out in the field? I mean, you have to, you have to put yourself in a mentality that, you know, everybody's out there to get you. So you're always on guard. You're always on guard. High stress. Yeah. You know, I mean, George is running every day Mm -hmm. and that stress that is on his body and his mind, Mm -hmm. that's basically what we do when we're deployed, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, we max the stress out, but you know, I, the way I put it is they teach us to deal death. They don't teach us to deal with it. Mm. You know, it's easy to pull the trigger. Over time, it gets easy. 
you know, because it's either it's you or them, and you know, I'm sorry, but I'm my brothers are coming home, so I'm gonna do what I got. You gotta do what you gotta do. But yeah. when I get home, that's a different story. Now I gotta think about what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that is it. Like that's where it that's where it starts. So the battle at home is is what I mean because our podcast is about fear and slaying the fear in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. So what? How can you relate? To that, I mean, what is what are you sl- what are you slaying? What are you battling? Well, uh, you're battling you're battling the demons that uh, you know the person that you were in in a combat situation, mm-hmm. the way you reacted in a combat situation. You're always going to second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. You're always going to wonder if you could have done it different. Um, but you know, uh, I guess the thought the thoughts that go through your mind, mm-hmm. you know. It's a mental Those, battle. It is. It's a. It's an extremely powerful mental battle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during the fact, um, but after after the fact is when all that stuff really starts. You know, sinking in, and you start to realize, holy cow, I just that just happened. Right. You know, um, and when you come home, you know, it, it's like my wife. She she doesn't know half the stuff that I went through, mm-hmm. and she doesn't need to know. You know, civilians don't need to know. I, I guess there's a percentage. It, it, there's a fine line, I guess. You know, I want I want the public to know what the military goes through, mm-hmm. but in another sense, they don't need to. Right. You know, because as humans, we're not you know we're not wired to to be out there and to take the lives of others. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just you're not wired that way. Yeah. Um, there's a few of us that uh, that are wired to do that, and those are usually the ones that stand up and take that call. Right. But and that's a very small percentage. I mean, that's that's three percent. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and that percentage, you know, they accepted that and they made that call. Right. They accepted that call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's I don't know it. it it's a struggle every day. But it just, you know, faith and family and friends, you know, keeps you, you know, keeps you grounded. Yeah. You know, because I, I can, I am a firm believer that uh, if it wasn't for the big man upstairs, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. A lot of faith is required. A lot of faith is required. I want to, I want to introduce George uh, on the podcast. Uh, so George, um, tell us about. What uh, obviously you're you're a, like a first class um, from everything I read. Don't say runner. Yeah, I'm not gonna say runner. <laughs> don't say runner. That's an I'm insult. I'm definitely not a runner. No, yeah. I'm not a runner. Not a runner. I don't even really love running to be honest. Really? Yeah. So you're just a beast. I'm just I'm someone that <laughs> maniac likes the challenges, limits to see what's possible. Okay. You know that's what I, I'm a competitor, mm-hmm. and I'm someone that likes to push the envelope, and I like to be able to use that to drive awareness of personal causes. I wouldn't be out there running if there wasn't a greater mission to it. I could think of better things to do with these three, four months than beating the crap out of my body. Right. You know, because a, a lot of people like you will, will look for sponsorship money. Mm-hmm. will look for ways to raise money so you can do what you love. Yeah. You're actually beating yourself up and becoming, you know, ultra competitive, which that part of it you love. Right. And stroking checks. Right. 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 <laughs> right. right. What's wrong with you? No, it's, uh, this has been honestly the most incredible thing I've ever been a part of in my life. 
Um, you know, from 18 months ago, I initially saw the Beast Mode for the Brave videos with uh, Dean Kane and Talon. And okay. Talon's not here. He's a big part of Beast Mode for the Brave and uh, was one of Chris's best friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to him on Facebook and I just said, hey, I saw the videos. This is everything I believe in. I'm thinking about running across America. Would you guys be interested in partnering up? I'd love to help raise money. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got back to me right away and said, I'm in. And it was really, it was really cool because I didn't know him. He didn't know me. You know, he had confidence in me. I, I reached out to some random guy and he was like, and then over the last, you know, year, year and a half, we've built this extraordinary team, egoless team that have come together for something that's so much bigger than who we are individually. And yeah. I mean, when you're a part of something like that, it's hard to put in words how special it is. Yeah. And to see what we've gone through to get to this point is just unbelievable. So you tell us, tell us in detail, what are you, do, what are you doing? How long have you been doing it? Um, when did it start? I, I saw it started September 11th. Yep. Yep. So tell us all about yeah, what you're planning on doing. Yeah, it's, it's hard to condense that in a couple uh, minutes here. Yeah. But yeah, so so essentially we kicked off the run the morning of 9-11 from the USS Midway in San Diego. So we had a big kickoff there. Um, we had Jeff and Talon there as well as leadership from a number of other veteran organizations all talking about veteran suicide, how big of an issue it is, how we need to come together and how we need to do more. Mm-hmm. So we really had this epic hour and a half kickoff where we had seven speakers up there. That was we, the video I saw. That was part mm-hmm. of Yeah, that was yeah. a small snippet of the day mm-hmm. really well done by our director of photography James Welchie here hey James um, and uh, and so we literally I mean morning of 9-11 USS Midway beautiful sunny morning and then we start the run off the ship mm-hmm. I, I mean it I mean, if that doesn't pull at your heartstrings, no, uh, no, I question whether you're an American, you know, <laughs> exactly. and, uh, and so we started from there. We had like 50 people run out of town with us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, each day it's just been a constant grind of, you know, one step in front of the other and a lot of fundraising, a lot of media. I'm trying to keep the legs going. I think we have faced pretty much every obstacle imaginable and a lot that we couldn't have thought of ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's truly the back of these shirts, the, the, whatever it takes mentality, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when he's over, you know, I love, it's, this guy is just absolutely amazing. And every time he talks, it inspires me. And, you know, when he's over in Iraq, you know, he doesn't have a ripcord or a parachute to pull. There's, there's no quit. Right. You know, if he quits, it's his life or it's his brother's life, which I think probably to him would, he'd rather die than see one of his brothers die. Sure. And, um, and, and that's the mentality of this team. And we've had a lot of things that have come up in the way where even people watching from the outside have said, oh, you need to stop or you need to look at a plan B or a plan C because of an injury or whatever we faced. And yeah. if they don't get that option, we don't get that option. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the mentality that's going to take to do something that is so beyond my, my limits or yeah. any of our limits. I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm an average to above average runner. Mm-hmm. Here, I wish I was an elite runner. Right. Five, six, one, sixty, not in this life. You know? <laughs> Whether you need to be tall and skinny? Well, that would help. Yeah. That would help. <laughs> you know, I'm taking double the amount of strides as a lot right. of people out there. I mean, that would be helpful. But, uh, you know, ultra running, what I, what I love about ultra running is there's a, a number of things is, you know, the purity of the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, people do it for the love. They don't do it for money. It hasn't been corrupted by doping and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it's a great avenue to drive change or to get a mission out there because it seems so extreme. I mean, but again, I'm a guy that when I started running eight years ago, I struggled to run a couple miles. Mm-hmm. You know, my first marathon, I didn't break four hours like wow. most people. Like, you know, just to, everyone's like, oh, were you a cross-country runner in high school? It's like, no, baseball, basketball, football, good athlete, but nothing special. Uh-huh. You know, uh, but, but I've worked hard. Mm-hmm. and driven hard mm-hmm. to get to this point and that's in here and here and that's not in you know the physical part and what they deal with is so much mental when they come home like Jeff talked about and that's what this run is about it is 
the biggest mental F you there could be because mm-hmm. every day you want to quit. Every day it's hard to get out in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Brian comes in, I got to eat. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. Another 12 hours today. I mean, it's miserable. Mm. But when you're doing it for a higher purpose or, you know, when you know that you're impacting the lives of others, it keeps you rolling. So, uh, obviously, um, veteran suicide is what we're talking about. That's what we want to trim down to, to zero. Mm-hmm. But I've read a, a statistic that it's, what is it, 22 a day? Mm-hmm. Is that well, right? It's actually, it's actually raised. Uh, it's actually more than that. So 22 is just, that's the average number. And that's only from states that actually uh, uh, report, report, report that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two largest states that have the, uh, the most military members or veteran is California and Texas. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those report. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows what that number actually is? Why don't they know? report that? As I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, you know, I don't know the, you know, the situation behind that. But, you know, either way, if it's 22, 33, 44, you know, two, I don't care. It doesn't you know, matter. It's, it's too, too many. many. Too many. I've, I've actually put, put more brothers in the ground from suicide mm-hmm. after the fact than I did in combat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not acceptable. And then for me... To you know, to have a group of guys that they get it. They're, they're civilians, but they get it one hundred percent. And to have them, you know, basically put their lives on the line, put you know, stop what they're doing on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and come out here and you know, just suck every day to you know to raise awareness for you know for the vets. Mm-hmm. I mean that. That's huge. Yeah, you know, and and that's what it's that's what it takes. It's not it's not it's not guys like me. Mm-hmm. It's not the vets. It's not the veteran community that's going to make the change. It's the veteran and the civilian community yeah. together. Oh yeah, that, you know that's going to freaking fight this and make it right. Yeah, it's funny because you know, and I'll probably say this out there later mm-hmm. on stage, but I say it all the time. It's like people ask me like, first, did you serve? And I say no, and mm-hmm. they say, oh, did you lose an immediate family member? And I said no. And they're like, well, why are you doing this? And I'm like, why are you asking that question? Hmm. Like, I owe everything I have to these guys. We all do. We're here on a Friday night getting to listen to music, hanging out with friends and family, because there's guys in Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and all over the world defending our freedoms. Mm-hmm. And so you're asking me why I want to say thanks and give back and try and help them out when right. what they're facing is so severe. Right. I mean, it's just like it's amazing that so many people don't get. And as we travel the country, I mean, as much as we thought we truly understood this problem every day, it's another person in an RV park, in a hotel, in a bar, in a restaurant that's lost a family member or that works with someone that's lost a family member. One or two degrees of separation. It is rampant. Yeah. And all it takes is talking to people to understand how big a problem it is. Mm-hmm. And we're clearly not doing enough. Right. And especially because a lot of these lives are savable, you know, or could be savable. Maybe not all of them, but some of them just by reaching out and getting the help and the resources that these individuals need when they're in a really dark depressed place that none of us can really understand unless we've been there but you know I, I mean we're not doing enough so that's what we're just a couple of patriots a couple of civilians taking a stand saying enough's enough and we want to do our part and mm-hmm. if we got to run across america to do it and break our bodies into oblivion then so be it well that's the end of part one of my two-part conversation with Beast Mode for the Brave and Guardian for Heroes. I hope you're getting inspired actually listening to these guys talk about 
their love for country, their love for each other, their love for our veterans. And uh, there's more to this conversation. There's ways that you can get involved. And we jump into all of that in the next uh, episode, which will uh, air tomorrow on Veterans Day. So I'm excited to be back with you again on Friday to talk further about this very important cause. Well, I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll be back again on the next episode of CourageCast. Cast.